Welcome to How the West is Number One. My name is Jules Brooke, and this podcast has been proudly sponsored by the Maribyrnong City Council and is all about the extraordinary business owners we have in this area. So my guest for this episode is Louisa Ong, who is the Director and Speech Pathologist at Telenyi Therapy. So welcome, Louisa. It's thank great you, to have Jules. you here. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honour. Oh, it's an absolute honour from our end as well. So firstly, why don't you explain to people um, what you have set up and whereabouts you're based actually? Yes, so yeah, Tilani Therapy is actually based in Footscray um, and we are an allied health practice. So we offer speech pathology, occupational therapy and music therapy services to our clients. Brilliant, fantastic. And so um, when did you set it all up and and is is there a why behind it all? Yes, yeah. So um, Tilani Therapy was set up in 2017. Um, So it actually happened because um, I... I was actually going through burnout in my work um, in the hospitals. Yeah, it was more, yeah, it was really a mental burnout where um, I felt really sort of, um, I felt like I wasn't able to do the therapy that I wanted. Um, You know, there are lots of processes that you have to adhere to and being in a hospital setting, it's... um, it's really touch and go. You you see someone and after a few days they're discharged. So you can't really right. follow up, you know, with long-term therapy. Um, and then that's when I wanted to start, um, you know, a practice where I'm able to really have built a long-term relationship with clients. Oh, I love that. I love that. In fact, I know that I have um, been speaking with Olivia Ong. I don't know if she's a relation yeah, of yours. Of, no, no. We have the same surname. <laughs> she yeah. does, but she specifically has just written a book about burnout for doctors and, and people in the medical profession because of the pressure that you're under. Mm-hmm. So was it was it the fact that you couldn't do the long-term relationships or was, was, there, was it also the workload that was yeah. adding to your burnout? As well, yeah, both both um, items. The, the workload, as you can imagine, is really high. Huge, um, yeah. Yeah, working in the public system, um, yeah, and as well as the relationship with clients. Um, the other um, thing that made me want to start Tilani Therapy is because um, Tilani Therapy is based on uh, a garden therapy model. And specifically, oh, what's that? Yeah. What's uh, garden therapy? I've never heard of it. Yeah. So garden therapy or horticultural therapy is very new in Australia. Right. Um, it originated in the US. It's where we use um, you know, plants, um, yeah. specially designed sensory therapeutic gardens um, where we utilize different plants, textures, colors, and smells in a treatment program um, wow. yeah, for, for all sorts of um, conditions. So it can be for disability, for, um, you know, aged care, like um, Alzheimer's or dementia. It could be like right. rehab and cancer. Yeah, so all sorts. And you've yeah. set one up at Tulini. Yeah, so we actually, Delany. yeah, have, um, two little small gardens that we've set up um, at the start oh, of beautiful. this year. Yeah, so once a um, herb, and um, vegetable and sensory, not sensory, um, native plant garden bits. And right. then we have a tea, a small tea garden, a tea patch at the front of our clinic. But it's very new though. So um, yeah, and with the lockdowns, we 
um, have been able to yeah <laughs> utilize it as much. Although I'm guessing the gardens have grown a lot in the meantime. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, it looks very wild and so how, how does garden therapy work? Do you actually sit in the gardens and 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 exchange conversation, or is it about getting your fingers in the dirt and and actually doing gardening? Yeah, how does it actually work? Yep. It's a bit of both. So for we really tailor it to clients. So for mm-hmm. clients who are, you know, um, maybe older, you know, who are elderly, then we might just do sort of, sort of reminiscence kind of therapy in the garden, like okay. smelling different type of herbs. You know, they could like smell a rosemary plant and they would be able to, you know, maybe... Uh, bring back memories about when yes. you're cooking and stuff like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for younger clients, um, you know, this, the younger children, we would really yeah. do hands-on sort of, you know, playing with the soil, with the um, plants, you know, watering plants, um, uh, harvesting just, vegetables. Yeah. That's just so fantastic because I know many, many years ago talking to a psychologist who said, get your hands in the dirt. There is nothing that grounds you and makes you feel better about yourself than, you know, getting out in nature and putting your hands in dirt. So it's interesting mm-hmm. that that's now a complete therapy. It's interesting that that's now a complete therapy. Yeah, it, 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 it actually, yeah, What for us, what we do is um, we actually sort of complement it within our traditional models of therapy. So, you know, as a speech right. pathologist or as an OT, we are taught certain types of therapy principles. So we're actually implementing horticultural therapy into our traditional models. I just so it's, love it's, it. Yeah, it's a compliment. It sounds fantastic. So my next question has to be, why did you call it Teleni, which I'm having great difficulty saying, but, <laughs> but what does it mean? Where does it come from? Yeah, so Teleni, actually, it's a Norwegian word, um, okay. and I don't think it's pronounced as Teleni in Norwegian. Um, right. It sounds different, like a little bit different, um, yeah. but yeah, I just like the way of, like how it rolls off the tongue um but yeah one like the story behind Tilani was because um my good friend um was actually was sent to work in sweden and norway and you know my friend right. was sort of, yeah talking of all sorts of you know wonderful stuff about you know how the swedes and you know the the norwegians <laughs> were living and it really made me want to visit it but i thought yeah. oh why and i love the education system as well it's, it's very, amazing over yeah, there yeah, it is. it's very holistic so yeah that's why Sort of using telling. So, what does it mean? Does it actually? What does it mean in yeah, Norwegian? Yeah, so it actually means to learn or to ah. acquire. Yeah, so yeah, in terms of my, our our prep clinic, we are hoping that you know clients who come through will be able to learn new skills or acquire new, you know, new knowledge and to be able to help them, you know, achieve their potential in life. Oh, I love it! What a great name. Okay, so Louisa, I want to know a bit more about you now. So let's go back to I don't know when, maybe when you were in high school. Can you tell me where you grew up and what kind of a family you grew up in? And then let's talk about how your career has evolved. Mm, sure. So let, we'll yeah. start with so, where, where you grew up and, and your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was born and raised in Singapore. Um, okay. And yeah. Um, and my family, I came from a family, a really big family. So I, I'm one of five children. Which wow. Is, yeah, okay. I think at this, you know, time, it's not very common, especially in Singapore. Um, so right. yeah, I'm the eldest. Um, and I've actually always been interested in in like languages. Yeah, I've read a lot, and and um, yeah. In, Sing- in yeah. Singapore, do you learn English at school anyway? Yes. Is it one of those languages that everybody learns? Yeah, it's like okay. it's a national language, and then 
besides English, you choose another language that you learn. So usually it's your mother tongue. Um, which okay. for me, it's, it's Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. Oh, that's handy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so yeah. you grew up over there as one of a big family. Did you enjoy school? Yes, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm so a bit embarrassed to say it, but yeah, I really did enjoy school. Um, and my teachers That's fantastic. Really <laughs> you shouldn't be embarrassed about that. That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So being able to, um, you know, have wonderful teachers who supported me was, yeah, really lucky. Um, so you worked hard. Yeah. They must have loved you because you were a good student as Thank well. You. So what did you do when you finished? Did you go to university? Yeah. So um, I think, I mean, at that time, um, uh, I think my family was facing some financial difficulties. So my dad mm-hmm. ran a business. Um, and then that time it was like, um, I think the dot-com bubble burst or something. And then his business um, went down you know, didn't really do so well. But I was lucky that, you know, like at first I thought I couldn't go to uni, but then um, I was lucky to get a scholarship. Uh, I applied for a scholarship uh, in, in healthcare and then I was able to, you know, lucky enough. In Singapore as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I did speech pathology. Okay. So you went to, so you did well at school and you went off to uni to do speech pathology. Yeah. Was there any particular reason why you speech chose pathology? speech pathology? Yeah. So I think... Um, yeah, I, like I said, I read a lot. Um, I used to read a lot and I really liked languages. Um, and yeah. also like how language, like how language can, can, you know, carry a lot of meaning and emotion. Um, so yeah, and, and I wanted to combine my um, passion also for helping people because we used to volunteer a lot in school. Um, and yeah, yeah, so that's how I came to find out about speech pathology. Actually, it was my mom who introduced it to me. Like she was looking okay. at different allied health roles, like um, physio and, um, you know, occupational therapy and dietetics. Yeah, and she sort of, yeah, introduced. And she said, what about speech therapy? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she talked about speech therapy. Um, and I guess healthcare is something I've always wanted to go into. Um, I was sort of, um, influenced by my um, family, my other family, like my cousins, um, who are also ah, are they in, are they in medical yeah, healthcare yeah, as well? Yeah, I have yep. an aunt who's like a social worker. I have um, a cousin who um, is a doctor. So, yeah, right. Like, I, okay, big big family of healthcare people. So, um, when you finished your, so you said you got a scholarship. Did you? Was that in Singapore um, still? So they actually sent us to Australia. So um, the the health ministry sent okay. us yeah, to Australia. So I did my degree in Flinders University in Adelaide. Uh, yeah, and it was yeah quite an experience. And how was that? Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, I bet it was. Yeah, what's it like arriving yeah, in Australia was, as a student? Um, yeah. And- yeah, uh, yeah, so it was my first time sort of sort of travelling away from family, living away and living independently. Um, and yeah. I have visited Australia before um, before coming here to study oh, okay. as a tourist. But, you know, living alone is really different. And uni life is, you know, really different. Um, you know, they have pop crawls here and they have um, like all sorts of activities. It's, it's really different from what I, you know, what I grew up from. Yeah, like yes. culture. Yeah, so okay, so you arrived here by yourself. You were you didn't have any other friends or family that came no. over here at the same time. So what? Tell me what you what were your thoughts about Australia when you came to live here? What, what were some of the differences that you found? Yes, um, I thought it was really multicultural. 
Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I really enjoyed sort of learning about different cultures. Um, so in Singapore, there are different cultures, but mainly it's like the Indians, the Chinese, the Malays, and then um, a little right. bit of um, the Eurasians. But in Australia, you get so many other cultures. You get the Greeks and the Italians. Um, yeah, yeah, the Vietnamese. Like, yeah, all sorts. So I really thought like, yeah, it was really different. <laughs> um, also, people here are very open. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I really liked that. Um, like, you know, compared to, you know, in Asia, you know, people are, you know, more shy or they, they shy. may not talk. More private yeah, as well, probably. probably. And so um, when you finished your degree, did uh, um, why did you decide to stay in Australia? Yeah. Tell oh, me yeah. So all. I actually didn't stay all the way. So after I finished my okay. degree, um, I had to go back to work uh, in Singapore. So I worked there right. for um, seven and a bit years, over seven years in, in Singapore. But always thinking that you'd like to come yeah, back to Australia. Yeah, definitely. Like I like the lifestyle here. Um, and just to you know provide a bit of context, like in Singapore, it's really competitive. Um, you know, in school right. and also at work, um, it's really competitive. Um, and then there's, how do you say, like it's... Um, that's the culture where, you know, you're expected to work overtime and not, yeah, right. you're not supposed to complain. But in long, hour, long hours, it equals you're good yeah, at your job over yeah, there. Yeah, you're not supposed to complain. Right. And you have, like, KPIs um, that, you know, like, you wouldn't be able to finish to meet all your KPIs within that that normal, you know, nine to five. Oh, it sounds <laughs> Like you have to sort of. Sounds yeah. very, oh, maybe maybe very I was hard. just putting too much pressure on myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so was there something that made you decide to come yes, back? Yes. So um, yeah, the lifestyle was number one, um, and definitely right. also the, the the food and the culture here. It's yeah, I feel like there's so much more to explore, um, and then that's why I'm back. Yeah. I, so I came okay, back so... in 2016. Yeah. And why and and why the inner west of Melbourne? Yes. Because obviously this is for City of yes. Maribyrnong, so we should talk a bit about setting up a business yes, here. Yes, yes, yep, yep. So um, when I first came back to Australia, I mean, I moved to Melbourne, um, and I really, I, I was like, you know, looking um around other suburbs. I was reading on the forums, and I thought, like, you know, I wanted to be somewhere where I could be amongst a really multicultural. Um, population. Well, you've certainly picked yeah, that in Footscray. Yeah, it's fantastic it's for that. Yeah. It is like, amazing. And now you've got like, um, you know, in the past it was the Italians uh, that came to Footscray first and then of course the Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. And then now you've got like the um, the African um, population coming in. It's, yeah, it's so, um, it's really like a melting pot of cultures. Like you can find all sorts of food and you can hear all sorts of languages when you walk on the street. So, yeah, I really loved Footscray. Yeah, so that's right. And so Footscray was the target and you just rented a space because you started this place. You owned Tilini, mm-hmm. don't you? And then you brought other people yes, in. Yes, So when I first started in 2017, at that time I was still working in the hospitals here as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And, um, and um, on, like, weekends um, I would rent a space. So I... I like for as a small business owner, oh, okay. yeah, I didn't really um, get a space right at the outset. So I had to sort of rent um, from other medical clinics, which was really helpful. So I rented right. in um, a clinic in Mary Bernong, 
it's called QCS mm-hmm. um, Medical Clinic, and they were really friendly. Okay. Yeah, they are a clinic. They are a clinic of um, other practitioners as well. So they've got like psychologists um, and um, like radiologists um, and GPs. Oh right. Yeah, so I rented that space for like a year and a, a year and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then slowly, sort of, you know, um, like got other um, stuff like colleagues working with me and then yeah so that's and, then you, and then you all decided to move out yeah. together so when when did you start like, to, like, Telony? well Tilly yeah we, I used the name Tilly then at 2017 oh yeah, okay but then to right. actually have that garden therapy and to have our own space um I rented it um actually in end of 2019 yeah, December 2019. Oh, wow, good timing. Yes, I <laughs> so I've only used that clinic, like, yeah, not a lot. Because when we moved, like, we started seeing our clients in 2020, January. Um, and then there was the lockdowns last year. So what did you do, so did you do then? I mean, what do you do when you've just started a business yeah, we saw, and we went into yeah, lockdown? What did you do? Just yeah, we worked from home. Telehealth? Yeah, so telehealth mostly. Um, we were still able right. to um, come back to the clinic. Like, for myself, I went back to the clinic a lot to... Uh, you know, um, get things set, sorted out. So I think it was good, like having that lockdown. It got me, you know, setting up different processes around the clinic. Um, thinking about the garden therapy project. So it's cool. yeah. okay, yeah, no, I love it. So, what other plans have you got? Yeah. I mean, if you've gone into garden therapy, where would you like to see Telony in? I don't know, five mm. years. Yeah, definitely. I think we'd like to expand of serving more other um other suburbs. Like we have been getting okay. referrals from the other western suburbs. I don't know if that's outer west, like from, um, like Caroline Springs and. and oh right, oh, yeah, right. Still, that's way out. Yeah, yeah, we do get a lot of um, people asking, you know, for, you know, services, but it's it's still. Ah, really so that's a good yeah, idea. So I, so maybe create a clinic maybe, further out. Yeah, but I, I feel like um. Or maybe, you know, have like to team up with other allied health practices. I think, yeah, in the West, there's a lot of young families, but maybe not not as many, um, you know, services in, in that area. Yeah. yeah, we could do with more. So that it's fantastic that you're here. So um, you've lived in lived and worked in Maribyrnong and around this area for a few years now. Have you got some favourite places? Oh, in Maribyrnong? Oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Go, Great. Yeah, Tell me some um, of them. The first one I think people might know of, it's New Lan Bakery, so which sells like bun. Ah, yes. Yeah, so bun is like, yeah, it's really, it's a really nice like Vietnamese bun and they've got all yes. sorts of yes, we yeah, love it. ingredients Yummy. in it. Yeah. Um, there's um, a, um, a, a Malaysian restaurant as well um, that I go to as well. It's called Roti Road. So there's... Oh yeah, my goodness, I love yeah, that one. Yeah, they serve like satay. The big one on Barclay yeah, Street, satay yes. and roti. And a really good laksa yes, in there as yes, well. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in an African place that I go to, um, it's called... It's just down the street from my clinic. It's called Lali Bella. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Lali Bella. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's an African okay. um, yeah, restaurant and um I've brought like our colleagues there um as well. It's it's yeah, they've got, you know, grilled meats and, and a type of African bread. It tastes a little bit sour, but 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yes, that might be Ethiopian. I've had some Ethiopian Ah. where it's quite a sour, cold bread that you have with stew and things. Yeah, yeah, and and meats. Yeah. Yum. And then what about um, Singaporean food? I don't know. What sort of food do you eat there? And and, um, what are your favourite restaurants that serve pretty good food, like home for you? Yeah, I would say it would be Roti Road, actually. Roti Road, yeah, okay. it's a Malaysian restaurant, but they've got really similar. Uh, yeah, it's very similar um, food to Singapore, like the way they cook and the flavors and spices that they use. It's yeah, it's really similar to us. So Roti Road is something that I would recommend. Yes, yes, I think we're spoilt for choice, mm. though, aren't we, around here? Because we have so many delicious different mm. restaurants. Yeah. So, have you got any insights from starting your yes. own business? I know that it's um, it's only been a couple of years in lockdown, which makes it <laughs> interesting mm. for you. But um, have, have there been some experiences that you can share some yeah, stories with us? Yeah, so I like to sort of um, say that, like you know, being a migrant here um, in Australia. Like, don't, don't, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, to, to tell everyone, like, even though you're a migrant, um, don't be afraid to sort of chase your dreams. Like, Australia is such an open um, and meritocratic society, so they, they have opportunities for everyone. Um, and, like, being here, I can see that, you know, yeah, Australia is very compassionate, like, just being in Footscray because you open your country to oh, so lovely. many other refugees and nationalities. Yeah, so like coming back to Tulani, that's that's sort of our motto as well. Like we believe in a world where people of color living with disabilities yes. can be embraced by society. Yeah. So yeah, that's the next oh, that's, step. That's beautiful. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so open it up to more dis- disabled yeah. people. Is that sort of yeah, the plan? Yeah. So to be like, but disabled people for you know um of other nationalities. So right. yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. love that. And then another idea like i'm not idea i mean another reason we um focused on food square was because um like there was also a lack of therapists speaking the same language as the clients that we serve yeah oh of course i didn't think yeah, about so, that um like that's why i'm t- i'm saying that with as a migrant like you should sort of open your own business so that you know you can serve the other populations that come from the same culture or have the same language as you. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, it's, it's important, you know, as speech pathologists, um, I, like, you know, if you're f- uh, like someone who speaks like um, Nepalese and then you can't really speak English, it's it's hard to sort of communicate and get yes. those principles across. Yeah. And then that's why our clinic has therapists that hail from, you know, many diverse cultures. Yeah. So we have like, a, yeah, oh, yeah we have a Nepalese speech pathologist. Um, we used to have a Colombian speech pathologist. Um, so, yeah. Well, I was going, well, I was going to ask you actually, if you've heard of the professional migrant women's group, um, which Liliana, I think, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's Liliana Sinelli. I think it is. Who runs Casa Bonita in um, Seddon. And she runs events for migrant women as well, particularly migrant women in business. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a great initiative. Like, yeah, usually, yeah, women are the one who, you know, so, yeah, <laughs> come up yeah, with these sorts of things. But one, one of the interesting things that I heard when I was speaking with her um, initially was she said, as a migrant, when you come here, you've got no networks. 
and it makes it really, really hard to grow your business um, without any networks. Did you find that hard and how did you sort of assimilate? Yes, yes. I guess, or how did you Yes, I think in? that was correct. Yep. So um, what helped was really starting off small in, in, in a clinic, like a co-working space with other clinicians. So like I said, yeah, yeah. so I rented like a medical clinic um, and now I also rent um, a co-working space in 80 Paisley Street. I think it's called the Idea Collective. <gasps> You might have heard oh, of them. Oh, it's Liana. Yes, yes. Liana, look at Pope's bit yeah. one. Yeah, right. so as well. So I think, um, you know, getting out there and um, trying to find like other people who are doing sort of similar kind of work with you, um, that helps to grow your network. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. I think there was a theory about... Um, Oh, no, I can't remember now, but it's it's more like you're going one one step out of what you do or something like that. But that's so, more yeah, just, getting outside yeah. of your comfort yeah. zone, and each step maybe just it connects more you with more, more and more people. And the and of course your your life will change completely now that you've got your own business, and we're going to be let out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Next end of this week, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. So, um. What, what, uh, in terms of being a business owner in the Footscray area, with all this fantastic sort of diversity and all the rest of it, um, do you have, do you have many clients that, that come from Singapore? Do you have many that, because I never really hear about people from Singapore, but I'll just tell you, this is episode number two and episode one was with the Singaporean yes. man oh, as well. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> John yeah, Ng. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not. Yeah. Yes. Um, not really, not much in my area, actually. I haven't heard many. I think maybe they tend to, you know, live in other suburbs. I know there's some in Point Right. Um, yeah, but okay. Point, um, it's a bit too far from, from, <coughs> for our catchment area. So not, not a lot at the moment. Yeah, I don't really know many Singaporeans. No, 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 that's okay. I just wondered. Okay, so my last question to you um, before I'll get you to uh, tell everybody how they can get hold of you if they would like to use your services, and I'm sure there'll be plenty, is um, what, what is your favourite thing about um, running a business in this area? In Footscray? Yeah, like I said, apart from the multicultural um, aspect of Footscray, definitely it's um, the charm. Like you get a lot of, um, you know, you get people from different ages as well. Like there, there's this yeah. um, Italian place on Hopkins Street that sells like really good ca- cannoli, cannolis. Cannoli, yes, yes that's yeah. right. It's so quite it's the famous charm. for yeah, it. Yeah, you get like this, uh, yeah, you get this really old place and then you also get like um yeah like the new one all the new modern yeah, trendy burger ones. joints yeah so that's one the charm of it um but also the um being based in footscray gives you um like a platform to the west western suburbs yeah so you yes. do get people calling in from like uh like is it point cook or caroline springs <laughs> and all that like for them footscray is the city so instead of going all the way to yes. the CBD, like Footscray is there, is the city of the West. So, um, yeah, I really like that. It's very cosmopolitan, actually. Footscray is becoming more cosmopolitan with all the apartments. It is, isn't it? Mm. And the council, I really th- and the council is on. very supportive. Like, I think the Mary Bernong Council puts right. out a lot of small business newsletters. Um, and yes. they actually, like, try to touch base with um, small businesses. Um, oh, and they came up with this localized um, platform. For yeah, for businesses to um, advertise, um, 
Yeah, so I think, yeah, it was a great initiative, like, because otherwise businesses won't be able to find each other. Um, you know, going on Google, it's, it's a bit harder, but whereas if you know who's in your area of maybe Benong, you'll be able to, you know, use that localized platform to sort of, yeah, search, search for businesses. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fantastic service. And, and for anyone who's listening, you can list yourself for free, your business, you can go and find suppliers and you can put events up and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All right. So Louisa, what is the best way for people to be able to get mm-hmm. hold of you? Yeah. So um, you can hop onto our website, Tinley Therapy, or just search for, you know, speech pathology in Footsquare. Um, but yeah, on our website, there'll be my contact details as well. So um, info at tillanytherapy.com.au. That's spelled T-I-L-E-G-N-E, therapy. Um, or you can give us a call at 9067-6888. Oh, oh, brilliant. Well, listen, Louisa, thank you so much for sharing my story. I love thank what you're you. doing. The sound of the garden therapy I love particularly. And also thank you for mentioning Localised because the council has supported mm. this and it is a really great initiative and I agree. I think they're a really hands-on council trying to help all the small business owners in the area. Yeah, thank you very much, Jules. And, you know, with the sponsorship from the council for inviting me. Um, yeah, I really, you know, hope that, you know, Footscray prospers and, you know, becomes like the next, you know, the next best thing. I think it will. I think it will. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview. You can find all our guests on the Maribyrnong Localised website, which is a free resource where you can share your business and what you do. I hope to see you on there.